Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And we are comedians living in Hollywood bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. It's not news recaps. It's not rumors. No way, man. There's funny stuff that goes on in wrestling and it all happens on this podcast. That's right. It centers around us. We bring it to you. Yeah. Yeah, we're a different we're a different breed of podcast out there. Yeah, uh, I don't know very much about breeding. No? No. Oh, uh, well, I hope you do at some point, because you are a married man now. You can breed away. It's legal. Uh, <laughs> if I could get serious for a second. Uh, my wife and I had a serious conversation about uh, having kids in terms of, is it selfish? Because they're so, like, bringing kids into a tough way. Like, it's a very liberal sort of argument, I think, but it's like... Like, do we want to bring a kid into this world knowing that they could be happy and, like, exist and have suffering and possibly be depressed? Or at the same time, or do we just adopt someone and do our best to make sure that that person has the best life that you possibly can? Hmm. Speaking of which, it really pulled the romance out of having kids, but... uh, Did it? Immediately? A little bit. No, I think I always stick to my point, which is, like, it is our job to make sure that the person that we are fostering, adopted or created by us... We have to do our best to make sure that they can have the best life possible. Sure. And we have to ensure that they have the values to make sure that they treat other people as best as they can. And that you don't have to do chores around the house no more because that's the kid's job. And that we make sure that whoever we do raise is a solid wrestling fan. Not just WWE, but we're talking the indies. Also go to live shows. (laughs) You know, tweet about it. Tastefully, if you're going to make a dick joke about a wrestler, make it clever, guys. Or gals. I don't know what I'm having. That's right. You don't know what you're going to buy in the store of babies. Yeah, because that's how it works. Would Would you buy a white kid? Or would you buy... Uh... I wouldn't pay for a white kid. I could make a white kid, <laughs> which I would then have to pay for for the next 18 years, knowing my luck, more like 26. <laughs> That's true. I know the same thing would happen to me. I'm like, I stayed at home for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, my kid is going to be financially independent by 18. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. I don't have to make... I don't have to buy a white kid. I can make a white kid. Yeah, man. That's... Yeah, man. You're totally right on that. Would you say How are your what, swimmers? Are your swimmers good? I, I think so. They're always bumping into each other. They keep getting trapped in paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! See, this is the kind of show that you're in for, everybody. It's it's a life cast. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's real. It's down home. It's earthy. Uh, what's your wrestling situation, Scott? What's your wrestling situation? What's my wrestling situation, man? I am behind. Uh, if you listened last week, you probably know why. Uh, I, I did do a little WWE Network this week. I, I tuned in because they're starting to put primetime wrestling on there. And they have this series on there called Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Quit, quick Hits. Is that when they just start showing you something randomly when you turn on the WWE Network? Because that's what just happened to me this morning. That would be great if they did that, but the system in place isn't as good. Because it's a whole bunch of stuff, past and present of just little snippets of stuff, which is a great idea. Uh, you're seeing little moments from primetime wrestling. You're seeing music videos, all just different types of the weird stuff, the stuff that I really like that I don't get rid of DVDs and VHS tapes for, the weird shit um, that I always like. Yeah. Um, and uh, Scott's a, uh, he's a wrestling fan, but he's a, uh, he's a he's a DVD shelf wrestling fan. That's what I like to call it. He's a VHS shelf wrestling fan, which is like, hey, you want to see something weird? Check this out. And yeah, he pulls fast out, forward to 42 minutes yeah, and 18 seconds. Yeah, right. He'll pull right out the VHS here. and he'll show you something. It's like, yeah, 
That's pretty weird, isn't it? I went to my storage unit the other day and saw all this stuff just in boxes just piled up. And I go, this can't exist anymore. Listeners, this might be the beginning of something where this collection needs to go down and away. And if you're interested, I don't know if you're in the Southern California area. I'd love to sooner just deliver it to you. Is this the 2015 purge of the storage unit? This may start to happen in some cases, yeah. That When are we going to start wearing the uh, entire division's worth of XFL jerseys that you have? When that's are we never to... going away. We never get to wear those? No, I'm saying that's not, that is not being given to the listener. That is mine. <laughs> I should have asked for one of those for my birthday. I feel like the only time oh, I'd even shit, get to yeah. touch one of those would be if I had asked for, like, the only thing I want for my birthday, Scott, is a nice XFL jersey. I, well, I got to find those. Those are in there somewhere. But I found so many tapes, just so many damn tapes and DVDs. I've been to the storage unit. How many Black Widows are in there? I haven't seen any yet. Yeah, okay. I hope there's zero. Yeah, me too. I can't handle that. So uh, on Quick Hits, you can watch. Usually they're a minute to three minutes long, all these little segments. So you choose it, and then you get that little like HBO preemptive uh, that plays the music, saying like it's TV PG, and it says all these opinions and everything expressed are not part of the WWE. Yeah, was that Saturday night? That was supposed to be showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, which then they now it's just the it's the NBC or the ABC chime for HBO, but it's like what is it for HBO? Well, WWE has the. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it's it's a it's the tune of one of their themes from something else. And then you have the quick hits little intro where it's the letters and it goes like ooh ah ooh ooh ah. Everything takes about a minute, so it takes as long to watch the intro to everything than the fucking quick hits, which makes it frustrating when you want to watch a bunch in a row. It's not like you can just watch one and it's a playlist that'll just start playing through all of them. Okay. So I think maybe they get that there somewhere, but that's what I was jonesing for. I'm like, just give me some... I want just weird segments and stuff. I don't want to watch a pay-per-view. I don't want to watch matches. I just want to watch weird stuff. They should have a randomizer that will randomly pull up something from the archives, which I thought is what happened. I said it happened to me, but then I realized... You were just watching live? I was just watching whatever you watched last. So it was the really? end of WrestleMania X8, and I was like... Why would I be watching The Rock versus Hogan right in the middle of this match? So I watched it for about six or seven minutes. That was Mickey Galley still jumping on my account. Oh, God damn that, you, Mickey. Uh, who texted me today uh, saying that he wants to watch WrestleMania movies. Yeah, he wants... <laughs> you know, yeah. the WrestleMania movies. <laughs> the cinematic motion picture, WrestleMania. Every year, you're going to get a new WrestleMania movie. Yeah, Steve's... Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Steve's got very limited amount of WrestleManias. It sounds like you've watched, I'd say, half of the WrestleManias. In existence? Would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's starting from a contemporary place where I could watch WrestleManias every almost every year. Yeah, like you jumped in around 14 or 15 from what I recall. I saw 13 or 14. Whenever The Undertaker faced Kane, it was at the culmination of them having magical powers. F- 14 for sure. I think sure. it was 14, yeah. No. And- yes. Yes. Yeah. And then WrestleMania 2000. Uh-huh. And then don't remember a lot of stuff and after so that. on and so on yeah so on and so forth okay uh and mickey was talking about oh yeah we should get together he's got a projector i guess so, so we'd watch it real big and everything like that mm-hmm. um sounds like a cool setup he said he wanted to watch old school stuff so he mentioned six which has uh, six 
Six is tricky. Six has like everybody is amazing, but they're all in the wrong matches. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you just go, oh no, this didn't, uh, that didn't fly. But the main event's awesome. That's Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. That I've watched. I've seen that match. And then he, and then he jumped to nineteen. He's like, yeah, nineteen. Like, wait, I thought you wanted to watch really, really old stuff. This doesn't sound, you know, Kurt Angle, too cool, <laughs> Kai and Ty. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, uh, threw in number four cause that's the one you've always been interested that's in. That's the tournament. Yeah, right? That's the tournament. I, I want to see that. That one's cool. I um, want to see that. But there's a lot of good ones. There's only a couple that are like, meh. So I think we might be, uh, brushing you up on some WrestleManias before WrestleMania. Oh, thanks. Uh, speaking of which, how excited are you for Fastlane? More than I expected to be. Really? Is that from watching Raw? What is it? What? Where's this excitement garnering for uh, Fastlane? I was invited by Johnny LaQuasto and supposed to be guest this week, which unfortunately didn't work out scheduling wise. Dale Rutledge, uh, he was supposed to be on the on the show, and uh, they invited me to After Buzz this week to watch Monday Night Raw, and I got my Mondays free now, so I said, sure, I've got three hours to watch Raw. Let's do that. Yippee! <sighs> It's still a tough sit. Is Brock Lesnar on it? Nope. <laughs> but there was some cool stuff. There was there was some really really cool stuff on there. Miz and Mizdow is really culminating, really awesome. That's that stuff was great. Are they gonna face each other at Fastlane? At this point, no. But the two that are facing each other at Fastlane is Goldust and Stardust. Stardust did an amazing job on Raw. He did some really cool stuff where they were having fallen out. Dusty was there. In the ring, they lost the match, and then they they played it well, timing-wise. Like, it was the whole uh, um, Goldust is leaning on Stardust, and Stardust is getting him up, and then he, it looks like they're going to leave, and then Goldust goes down again. He's like, all right, I'll pick him up again. And you think, like, oh, now's the move. Now hit him. Oh, so you keep it, you keep waiting for it. Yeah, you keep waiting for it. It's like, oh, I guess, I guess it'll be another day. Ooh, but you never see it coming. Oh. Gold dust. Uh, are you okay? Because, I mean, we didn't get to this yet, but then, unexpectedly, it happened. That moment, the intergalactic crossroads is what Stardust hit on you. And then oh. declared to his father that he was sick of you and everything that's going on and that his father is dead to him. My giant golden heart is breaking. Oh, no. Ooh. But you're the good guy in this scenario. Everybody hates Stardust now. Everybody knows that unbridled sexuality is always the best good guy. What? Ooh. <laughs> what? what was oh, that? My blonde wing is clumping together. Oh, no. Look, uh, well, here... Here, here's a brush. You can brush it out. Oh, all these swimmers are going to get taken out in clumps of hair. Golda, she seemed really upset. It seems like the Rhodes family just just torn asunder at this point. Oh, all roads point to WrestleMania as Ville of coming from the Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> oh. We're coming from a sad place and going to a big place. Right. I don't know. Do you think do you think you guys have a match together at Fastlane? Do you think that you two will be able to patch things up once you wrestle one another? Not until WrestleMania. We should really face each other at WrestleMania. Ooh. Oh, I see where you're doing. Fastlane's just a nice way to sort of put the nipple out there for everybody to get a gander, but then everybody can suckle at the sweet goat milk of WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, so you just want to give them a little flash, but ultimately you're going to 
you're saying the, the real meat and potatoes is at WrestleMania. No, the fast lane's going to be a worthwhile pay-per-view too if you really want to get it. But everybody knows the gold dust and stardust should be fighting each other at WrestleMania. I'm so sad. So what's going to make it so compelling that after this match at Fastlane, like what's going to happen that everybody w- then wants to see you fight at WrestleMania? A golden cage. A golden cage? A golden cage. Oh. It's just going to be painted gold. A real gold cage would be too heavy. Right. That, and too expensive, mm. to Wouldn't be honest. It? Wouldn't it? It would. Yes. So you want to fight Stardust in a golden cage at WrestleMania? Yes, my dad can be the referee. Will he wear a polka dot referee shirt? They're called stripes. I, I know, but your dad They're is famous. stripes. I know, but he's famous for wearing polka dots. If you wear dots. those stripes and there's polka dots, it's going to look like those polka dots are trapped in their own cage. I don't want him to wear both. I want it to be a black and white polka dot I shirt. I should say, because if he wears polka dots and stripes, he's going to look like a fucking optical illusion. <laughs> well. A fucking optical illusion. Is your father still alive to you because he's now dead to stardust? That big man's always there for me. He can wrap me up in his body and tell me I'm... I'm something special and something gold and nothing's more special than gold. So you are siding with your father. So it's now it's you and your father against Stardust. No, daddy can't pick sides. He's just going to be there to call it right down the middle. And look, I don't know if he's going to be refereeing at WrestleMania. All I know is that at Fastlane, coming up this weekend, we're going to have a battle between brothers for bouting beauties of battle. I hope. I, hey, I hope you take it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so sad. Well, you're so sad. Well, what can cheer you up? A breakfast burrito. A break? Really? Yes. That's it? That's it. Oh, all right. Well, Unless we- you needed me to do something hypersexual to you. No. Are you sure? Yes. Looks like your mouth's pretty wide. Oh, it is, unfortunately, at this moment, but I don't mean for you to if put anything... If I was anything- some closer, I'd reach and get these fingers in your mouth. Gah! 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 Ooh. Those are your fingers well, across the table. I don't know, so that way you can't put your fingers in my mouth. Look, I can't even reach you. I can't even reach yeah, you. Yeah, good. We got a longer table now, so you can't do that. Fine. I'm sorry for putting my fingers in your mouth before. If we were brothers and we were fighting, I'd be really sad about it. Stop towing my balls. Just like this? <laughs> yeah, stop Just it. a little bit. Stop Just, it. Your no. legs are longer than your arms. All right, fine. Well, look, there's breakfast. Yeah, 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 stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. All right. Breakfast burritos with chorizo and potatoes. Thank you. That's a Mexican sausage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, real quick. Yes. What are your thoughts on Alberto Del Patron? Oh, best of luck to him. I'm sure it's going to be just as an exciting match as every time I saw him versus Sheamus. Oh, sick burn. Thank you. Nothing burns brighter than gold. I thought he was going to talk about his Mexican sausage. Oh, I <laughs> now I see the connection. Yeah, that's very clever. Yeah, thanks. I never saw Alberto Del Rio eat anything. What? I never saw Alberto Del Rio eat anything. Okay. Like in backstage segments, like you know how someone's either eating chips or drinking something, or you know, I've never seen Alberto Del Rio eat anything. I don't know if I've seen that many wrestlers eat at all. Uh, Chris Jericho peed in a cup. Uh, he yeah peed in a teapot. But that's not eating. Scott, but what is a pot if not a giant cup with a lid? Uh, well, you pour that a giant cup. And with cup a spigot. And with a spigot. With, with a lid. And it has a spigot. Into William Regal's tea. William Regal, the uh, commissioner at the time. Hey, look, that's and all it takes. And then he drank Jericho pee. Uh, pee is Jericho. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've seen Big Show eat. Yeah, he ate a burrito and then pooped it, right? What? 
He ate a burrito and then pooped it, right? Like instantaneously? It wasn't instantaneously. Like a magic trick? It was in TV time. He said, well, wait a second, I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of that many wrestlers that I've seen eat. Maybe they don't eat at all. No, they eat at Waffle Houses or after. They usually go to Chili's mm-hmm. after wrestling events. No. And that's where we can go and Fridays. wait for the TGA you're thinking, Fridays. You're thinking of Fridays post that TNA. Ontario show. Oh, man. Look, no matter what you do after a wrestling show, go to the nearest, closest corporate restaurant because that's where all the wrestlers are going to go. Yeah, and try and stock them and hang out with them. And Re- stuff. There's nothing. Guy, listeners, listen to me. Listeners, listen to me. There's some. There's nothing wrestlers like more than after a hard day's show, like a really like excruciating long show, than for a bunch of dudes to come up to them, <laughs> try to offer them drinks, and, and interrupting them while they eat. There's nothing they like more. You know, I wonder if there's stories out there of fans coming up and saying, "Hey, really big fan. Hey, will you buy me some wings? Because you know, I bought your shirts. I went to the show." I think it's time you buy something for me in return. God, uh, you know why you don't hear about that? Is because the wrestler ate them. <laughs> I never see them eat. Yeah, you never see them eat. It's because they eat fans. Because they hide the, they hide the bodies inside them. <laughs> uh, gosh. So, have you watched anything this week? Yeah, I watched uh, NXT Rivals. Oh, yeah. I watched a portion of The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania XH. Sure. And um, I went to sescoops.com uh-huh. to read about that. I'm done with them. Oh, yeah. It's getting worse every day. The ads are bad. I, I now, thanks to the listeners, when I tweeted out, like, oh, what's the best one to do on the mobile uh, phone there? Uh, I got Lords of Pain. I'm doing Lords of Pain. Nice. Lords of Pain. No bad pop-up ads with them. It's all straightforward. It's all you just get what you need. Uh, really funny. I haven't. We haven't plugged Lords of Pain on the show for a while. Hey, they deserve it. They do. Lordsofpain.net. I don't yep. know why they don't have a .com. Because they're Is fancy. that like bondage stuff? No, lordsofpain.com? Yeah. Very well could possibly It seems be. like it. Uh, I mean, uh, pornography website joke. Enter here. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, another great place to get your news. Pornography website joke. Enter here. Um I'm it's 18, like I'm, I, yeah, me. I'm asking the website to like just look. The website needs to do its own job and come and just declare itself, so I don't have to say it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You watch NXT Rival. I I had watched that too. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, shamefully, it looks like NX Trivial. Like if you look at it from a distance, it looks like NXT Trivial because the T is so big next to Rival. It looks like Trivial. They got weird stuff going on with their letters and names. Yeah. They won't spell anything correctly. They hate it. Or or it's it was a word, it's NXT arrival, and they're like, no, 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 no. The other A and the R went away. So it's this instead. Like I don't And they are they always called NXT Takeover and then the name? I guess that's the idea of what a pay per view is in the world of NXT, that it's an NXT takeover show. But they're not taking over arenas. They're still at full. Look. They're taking over network. Okay. But you can watch anything at the network anytime you want. But this is the takeover live in that moment. Oh, You're not seeing a top 10 countdown with Renee Young talking about the 10 spookiest moments in the WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those countdown shows are fucking rough. Like, I put them on when I work sometimes and I go, I can ignore this. And sometimes you get sucked up in the clips and what's going on. But always what's bothersome in that show is they go, they Not enough show boogeyman. You. Oh, first off, not enough boogeyman. 
And secondly, they show you the 10 things of what it is. They never show you other potential things. And it's like, you never knew what one, two and three were. And you're like, Oh, you didn't show it. I'm totally shocked. Now you get all the reveal of everything, Mm -hmm. but you're just waiting to see what shitty order they place it in. And the most spooky thing is the undertaker joining the corporate ministry. (laughs) Um, yeah. So my point is this, uh, I wish I could just somehow like not question everything that they present me and just be like, Oh great. NXT takeover. And name of pay per view. I'm in. So logic is hangs up a little bit, uh, but then the thought process. It's bit. gone as soon as the show starts. Like every time they feel like solid and it's exciting. And even if they're people I don't really, I like that you don't have like the fan base around. I'm yeah. like, oh wow, this feels like I'm at a show. This is cool. I like this. Okay, so it's refreshing. Couple of standouts: Finn Balor versus Adrian Neville. I, that was probably my favorite match. Okay, Randy Orton, pay attention. Finn Balor, when he comes out and he does an entrance that takes 35 minutes, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. Not so much Orton. Oh, well, that's... Hey, look, when you've got a gentle stride, you need to milk it. Oh, God. Sparks shooting off those thighs, rubbing together. Uh, Is Orton... Where is Orton? He could be anywhere. Where is Orton? It's out of nowhere, Steve. You don't know. Listeners, tweet us. Where's Orton? <laughs> I assume he shows up at Fastlane. I hope so. He's, he's going to show up before WrestleMania. Oh, that's God. that's a for certainty. I wanted Orton versus Lesnar so bad that last time around. It just like it made so much sense to me. Yeah, like have that other opponent instead of Cena. Mm-hmm. And we got to see that. Nope, we didn't get to see that. And like for some reason, I'm in this total Orton resurgence. Wherever I see him, I'm like... Wait, I think I really like this guy. It's, it's interesting. a little faster and quicker now. Yeah. He's a little bit more. I hope he does the stupid sticking his tongue in his cheek and doing the splits and all that stuff. You mean just being a fucking weirdo? Yeah. Like, that's what's so exciting about it. It's like he could be more Dean Ambrose than Dean Ambrose when he just thinks I'm being a good guy now. Right. Yeah. This is what people are expecting from me. Catchy, catch, catchy catchphrase. <laughs> huh, everybody. <laughs> Oh, I see you brought a dog to the arena. Let me just bite that fucking head off. Yemma lemma ding doo. God. Oh, I wish someone, like, if Orton just went with whatever they gave him, mm-hmm. and it was like, look, everybody, it's it's open mic night with uh, with Orton for the next week. Whatever you give me, I will do. I, I believe he could do it. Seems like Mr. Anderson should write good guy things for Randy Orton to do. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's like half, like, I know you could do this really well. But I'm going to give you the weirdest fucking thing and convince you that this that this is normal. Well, but I think Orton has totally got that ability. When he first started, he was like, everyone's like, you're the future. You're the future. And he was like, I got to deliver. I got to deliver. I got to deliver. So he went fucking all out. I think he still can do that now. And it really would be with character stuff. It would be him saying weird stuff. And everyone would be like, what's wrong with Orton? I mean, it's like, what's right with Orton? This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, he's... Like, if he just brought a pie to the ring and never explained, and then, like, you keep he keeps teasing he's going to pie-face somebody with it, but he never does. And then he cuts out a piece at the end for Lillian and then takes the rest of the pie with him. Yeah. Oh, no, he cuts out a slice, but gives her the pie and takes the slice oh, for himself. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's a weirdo. He's so Randy weird. Randy Orton's a weirdo. He's and I love it. He's gone, and I'm, I'm building up this mythology of Randy Orton while he's gone. He's going to come back, and I'm going to be so happy and impressed. More so than I've ever been when Randy Orton comes back. Well, okay, so, we, so Finn Balor versus Adrian Neville. 
That was super cool. I like that a lot. Um, a lot of people were touting the Divas match. I I didn't fully pay attention to it. I didn't realize it was that good. I was kind of kind of half out of it. I, was I watched some conversation. Of it. it was good. It was good. So I got to go back and rewatch that one. No knock on them. I just didn't. You know, I was doing stuff. That main event though, holy shit! Uh, uh, Brock Lesnar Jr. is uh, that's only the way I can think about him. It's Kevin Owens, but I in my mind I go, so he is. In their world, in the WWE world, he's the rookie Brock Lesnar because he's the cha- he's the beast and a champ like all in one. Is that what they're touting him as? No, but that's is just... that what the tout videos of about him are saying? <laughs> yeah, the fifteen second little clips of like, ooh, Brock Lesnar, rookie junior. How is tout? Is Vine only six seconds? Six or seven, I think. Tout? Ah, that's too long. <laughs> Who's got time for tout? Um. That, no, but that's just how I perceive him to be because it's the smaller division of WWE and he's the most unique guy in that sense of being a big beast but having one of the biggest skill sets and being uh, doing it for the longest amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, he, God, he was just a killer. He was a monster. It was great. It was so cool. And Sami Zayn was great. They They pulled that off. Perfectly, and I I love the story. I thought that was so cool. Is like the pictures of them, and then both coming up, and then now this is sort of a new arena for them to face each other. And I just like that a lot. I dig that. It's that in the Triple H Sting stuff right now that really feels like it's just honest and um, straightforward. And what you're is, not making up a lot of stuff. What's the Triple H Sting stuff? That you know. Triple H hates Sting. It's you cost him the spot in the authority, and then they came back. But then Sting keeps messing with his life. And then recently on Raw, Flair came out and said um, that don't don't mess with them. That uh, and Triple H is going like, I get it, I get it. Like Rick Flair is guys, warning Triple H. Yeah, and he says, you know, I get it. You guys fought a lot, and he's like, yeah. There's a reason. He's like, I get it. He's a franchise of WCW and all that. He's like, don't do this. Um, because when you're on your game, you're the best. He says, but you've been sitting around. And he said, at WrestleMania 30, you should have beat Daniel Bryan. There was no doubt in my mind. Everybody asked me, is he going to beat Daniel Bryan? Like, of course he is. But you've been sitting on your ass, and that's why you lost. You would have won in five minutes, but 30 minutes later, you lost. <laughs> that's a great line. Yeah, it was really cool. And then um, and then Triple H killed Ric Flair right in the he ring. He shoved right? him. Yeah. Um, but it was like, well, hold on. Sting's been sitting on his ass a little bit, too. Uh, he's been working for the last 12 years, Scott. Uh, but the past year and a half, he's been sitting on his ass. Yeah. In a beanbag chair, eating chips from a <laughs> bowl of dip, resting on his stomach, watching TV, probably wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's just straightforward. It's it's one guy embodies one company. Triple H is saying he embodies WWE, I guess. It's always weird when you go, yeah, but you're like the fourth or fifth guy when I think of that. Yeah, I think in that corporate position now. Somebody embodying WWE, it's like I immediately would think they're a bad guy because there's so many criticisms you want to lob at. Yeah. It. So you, it's easily to like, oh, you mean Stephanie McMahon? She's the real reason everything sucks. <laughs> or, But even like everything goes. Michael through, Hayes is the worst. Everything still goes through Vince. Uh-huh. I mean, it's I feel like there's that element of like, I embody the country. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> It's like every week now. I like I get on, I get going, and then I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. It seems like they're in trouble though for everybody to cheer for Sting if they keep going. 
he was WCW and they painted it so much of like, yeah, but WCW was stupid. You go, yeah, as a fan watching now, I believe they were stupid. So Sting is stupid by proxy. Well, WWE has made a very clear point to paint WCW as inept and stupid and bloated and just like power plant more like rust factory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've been doing that and. Uh, but they, I mean, but why couldn't they talk about that other place where Sting worked? Oh yeah, I know. What I don't is know. that place called? Uh, Tana. Yeah, Tana. Tana. Tonight on Tana, wrestling in ring action. God, I wish featuring I could... your favorite Tana stars. I wish I could watch that show. Apparently, all this cool shit's happening. I can't watch it. Destination America. Yeah. Yeah. Not online, and I I want to pay for it. Ah, that's the same old thing. But uh. Now is the time where something exciting is happening. On the show? No, not on this show. God, no. Okay. Uh, Samoa Joe has left TNA. Samoa Joe is gone, and there's there's conspiracy theories going around that maybe now is the time that he, he jumps onto NXT. ROH is building back up and what they got going on. But Samoa Joe is gone. He's no, He was a staple of TNA wrestling. He and was, now a, he's not he was a machine. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure he's got some episodes in the in the can because they tape a lot of that stuff beforehand. But he's he's tweeted it out. He's no longer there anymore. I don't know. I we have not gotten Samoa Joe on this podcast. I've seen him at E3. Tried to approach him. So it seems very unfriendly. Um, but I don't I don't have a connection to Samoa Joe Samoa Joe's people, and I. I I want to get the scoop on this. Well, I think we should talk to somebody. And I do have somebody on the docket, but I only have his name. Okay. It says here, uh, uh, Tom Rubin. Tom Rubin? Tom Rubin. I have a Tom Rubin who's here to talk about the Samoa Joe situation. Well, maybe he's his agent or a manager or something like that. Like, right. professionally, I don't I don't follow that stuff. I don't know. So I, I'll go get him. Okay. Well, this is great. We're going to talk to Tom Rubin about the situation that Samoa Joe is in, now leaving TNA, what his future is. Okay. Uh Scott, I wheeled in this cart as a silver steam dome. I didn't find the guests, but I did. I looks like lunches here. I mean, this looks like something you get at a hotel when you order room service. Yeah, it's got but the, fancy the silver steam dome. It's the, I'm gonna just lift this platter. Ooh, look at that sandwich! It's just a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich is sleeping. What is this? Steve, bring the sandwich up closer to the microphone. (laughs) Oh, oh my God, I've overslept. Is everything all right? I'm sorry, guys. Is this on the air? Are we on the air now? Uh, Excuse me. uh, We were expecting to speak to the Tom Rubin. I'm Tom Rubin. (laughs) You're Tom Rubin. I'm Tom Rubin. (laughs) Hold on. You're a talking sandwich. Uh, You're a talking person. (laughs) Well, I guess in our universes, that is quite unusual. I am so embarrassed that I fell asleep in your guest uh, breakfast lounge. I am exhausted. Hey, I'm just glad that uh, that Goldust wasn't wanting a sandwich, because you would have been dead. Hey, look, you're telling me, buddy. Okay, uh, uh, Tom Rubin, what, what, why? Tom Rubin. Tom Rubin. It sounded like you said Tom Rubin. No, Tom Rubin. I, I'm I, Tom Rubin. I'm looking at the docket. I, I, I'm a little confused. What's, what's your relation with uh, Samoa Joe? Uh, I am a wrestling fan and professional, and I have a small wrestling blog, Rubin's Wrestling. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and I've been covering this whole Samoa Joe situation for a while during his entire tenure in TNA. Okay, so you're, you're the Dave Meltzer of sandwiches. 
sandwiches covering wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what Dave Meltzer. I don't know if you follow uh, human uh, reporters on wrestling. That's what Dave Meltzer is. Look, I'm not a racist. I'll follow anybody if it's good wrestling coverage. Well, I don't. Your guys' show is okay. Thanks. I've been told that and lesser comments before in the past. Well, sometimes you guys are really serious, and other times it just gets a a little too wacky. Okay, well. Uh Oh, sauerkraut's coming out of my butt. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let me just. Can I. Can I tuck this back into you? Is oh, that I was okay? going to say, Steve, don't eat that. I'm not going to eat it. Can I tuck it back? But in? yes, please ask You permission. can tuck it right back All into right, me if you like. Just can tuck that sauerkraut, sauerkraut right. <sighs> Thank you. Thank I've you. never seen a sandwich clinch up before. I, I didn't know sandwiches had veins. Well, that's rye bread for you. Okay, look. So you've been covering Samoa Joe's career and all of his TNA tenure. But what does that mean now? What 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 do you know now that someone else doesn't, or that even Samoa Joe is, is couldn't come in here and talk about? Look, all I know is pretty much uh, the basics, uh, logic, logically. Everybody knows that Samoa Joe, as much as we like to see him in WWE, uh-huh. WWE is in a fat is in a fat guy country. All right, it's not fat guy country. So you're wait, it's a, hold on, sandwich with sauerkraut falling out of you. You're calling Tom s- Rubin. My <laughs> name is Tom Rubin. Look, Tom Rubin. Uh, you're calling Samoa Joe fat? Yeah, yeah. Look, I've had a, I've lost a lot of friends to Samoa Joe. Yeah, well, I can imagine. I went to Costco once, and I was visiting my cousin, <laughs> and he was, uh, he was in a bunch of pieces in these tiny little paper cups, and Samoa Joe <laughs> came over, and he was like, "What are these pretzel sandwiches?" Because it was a pretzel bun, because my cousin's made out of pretzel, <laughs> yes. and it was a nice salami, and it was a melted cheese, uh-huh. and Samoa Joe ate my cousin. He had, like, three pieces of my cousin. Well, well who's to say? I mean, what, you saying slanderous things like Samoa Joe's fat, that, that, you know. Look, he's still a great in-rig performer. He's got a great work rate. You know, he's a real worker. He's a real worker. He's got some real skills. He's a technical wrestler. He's, uh, he's an indie darling. Everybody knows this. It's just the WWE isn't ready for a sandwich, uh, a sandwich eating wrestler. Well, may I say, maybe if if he does show up in NXT, you don't have to worry about everyone chanting "Joe's gonna kill you." Maybe it's "Joe's gonna eat you." Oh, that's that's very clever because I'm a sandwich. I understand. Uh huh. That's yeah, that's very good. I, you know, like I said, your guys' show is okay. Do you have any credentials on you, by the way? Do you have anything to prove that you are, in fact, I've got Tom these, Rubin? I've got these WrestleMania press passes. Did you want to see these WrestleMania press passes? You already got WrestleMania press passes? Of course. Uh, Rubens Wrestling is one of the premier sandwich-covered sandwich covered wrestling uh, blogs on the internet. Oh, my God. I don't know if they're just giving these out to anybody or if you, in fact, are that well-established uh, in the wrestling press community. A sandwich. As a sandwich. Established sandwich. Steve, could you scoop out some of the sauerkraut? I don't like this guy's attitude. You know, when I scooped the uh, sauerkraut inside of him, he clenched around my finger, so yeah. I don't want to get in there and get anything out of there. I'm going to remove the the, the uh, toothpick with pimento olive off of him. Uh, I'd request that you don't do that because... <laughs> it's kind of like a whale with a cork of their blowhole. Oh, this was uh, this was a relieving sensation to you. I don't know what it was, but I feel like my corned beef might have spoiled. 
Okay. Look, uh, I'm very happy that you stopped by the show today. I'm sorry I couldn't give you more in-depth coverage of the Samoa, so- Samoa Joe situation. I feel like you guys aren't taking me seriously because I'm a talking sandwich. Yeah, that's exactly why you're a talking sandwich, and you seem a little ridiculous for this show. Oh, really? Yeah. I, as a talking sandwich, am ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, someone, okay. uh, someone got up early this morning and had a very interesting idea about wrestling, and they wanted to share it. And well, then they changed their mind, and on the way to the show today, they called you with a new idea. No, that's the I that's in depth analysis for you. It's guys, I run a wrestling blog. I know what you guys are working. I'm on. saying it's preposterous that you, in fact, have all this information on Samojo. You haven't shared any insight on what his future really is yet. Hey, look, that's why I think this is ridiculous. Is it sir? ridiculous? Why don't you, Mister unra- Ruben? Why don't you unwrap this paper wax that's uh, covering half my body? It's right. a dirt sheet. I'm covered in a dirt sheet. You're covered in a dirt I'm sheet. I'm wrapped up in a dirt sheet. You're wrapped up in this dirt sheet here. Which dirt sheet? Which dirt? <laughs> but that's, that's a rather <laughs> large dirt sheet. But yes, let me read this. It here. unfolds. Uh, all right. So it looks like Samoa Joe is uh, has currently a no compete clause. This is true. Okay. Oh, would you look at that? I'm sorry about all that Thousand Island dressing I got all over. Is this the equivalent of you shitting on something? Look, I'm a sandwich. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Oh, all right. Could you I read just the rest assumed of this, that when I, I just wanna... assumed. Could you I read... just assumed. <laughs> I just assumed that when a person ate a sandwich, that sandwich came out at the other side, safe and and sound. No, they went through the person. And they went through a big human tunnel. That's what I assumed. No, that is not what happened. That's what us sandwiches believe happened to, to sandwiches when they get eaten, and that's what I believe as a sandwich. That's I'm a seventh of... day sandwich. That's your version of. I'm heaven. a sandwich in Adventist. Can you read the rest of this, please? I don't want to scoop off your Thousand Island dressing. All right, if you just. Uh... No compete clause. Steve, if you would just wipe off that Thousand Island dressing and, and just lick it up. I don't want to do that. If you would just wrap, uh, just get that uh, Thousand Island dressing on your finger. Uh. Please, we have other things to get to in the show, Tom Rubin. I am a talking sandwich, <laughs> and I will get to my point when I need to. I am not a racist! All right. All right. That dirt sheet says that Samoa Joe has a 90-day no compete clause if he was a member of the WWE, but since he never has been, that he's actually got a very good chance of going to NXT. All right. Thank you very much for your inside scoop. You're welcome. Uh, I will put the toothpick with the pimento olive back into you. Back where it was. The same hole. No, wait. That, ah, uh, <laughs> oh, Scott, the sauerkraut's just... <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Rubin? Mr. Rubin! Steve. Scott, Mr. Rubin! Steve. Tom Rubin isn't responding. Take the toothpick out. Take no, the tooth. Scott, take I'm, the toothpick I'm out. I'm taking the press credentials. Steve, eat the sandwich. <laughs> oh my god. Steve, I always said, would you bury a body for me? I'm burying the body. You're goddamn right, you I'm are. I'm burying the body. Edit this part of the podcast out. <laughs> Cut all of this out. I don't want anybody hearing any of this. <laughs> It is time for Jerk Tweets. Go to Twitter.com and follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. If you have questions about the podcast, uh, questions about wrestling, comments, whatever you want it to be. And we'll discuss it right here on the podcast. M. Roush says, uh, or it's M. Rush. M. Rush says, favorite video game of all time. Ooh. Why? This is to Curtain Jerks? Yeah, it's to Curtain Jerks. 16 Bits doesn't do anything interactive. 16 Bits podcast, Josh hates the audience. Well, that's the internet for you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Gamergate that Josh Callahan started, Jay Schmuck 2 on Twitter. I understand that he started Gamergate. Mm-hmm. Anita Sarkeesian didn't date Josh Callahan, so he started Gamergate because of it. Yeah, so, so harsh. I can hear, I can audibly hear Josh groaning saying, thanks, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. We'll send thanks. you more pics of Seth Rollins' dick, Josh, don't There's you worry. There's two, There's two of them. Well, you, you only, only got you one only of them. You only sent one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, video. Josh, the other one you don't see his face. Nice. Oh, his face is in both of them. Oh, not that I've seen. Oh, wow. That's one big pee hole. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, there's a couple winners for me that I really sure. liked. Uh, Die Hard Trilogy on the original PlayStation was oh, pretty awesome. Oh, super violent. Very violent. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. That was a really solid That's a time. great one. Uh, time Crisis 2 in the arcades. There was something about that that was really fun. Okay. Uh, for me, I like NetHack a lot. I'm I don't understand. I'm grind. I'm sticking my face in a sausage maker to playing Dark Souls. It's excruciating. Mm-hmm. But then, like every once, it's like I'll watch a video online. It's like, oh, it is easier than I thought it was. And that's the worst part. Is like I'm playing it as if it's harder than it is. You and have- then the game is becoming harder than it needs to be. But you always have to play at the peak of your skill set. You yeah. can't casually play that game. No. And so even, like, sometimes you have to, like, you play it sort of fast or you play it hard. And, like, I don't know. I never know which which way I'm supposed to be playing it. So I just grind, and I feel like I'm grinding all the time. That's the catchphrase of NXT. Play it fast, play it hard. Nice. Uh, Dead Rising 3 was glorious. Finally made that game fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Die Another Day. No, uh, Everything or Nothing for GameCube I really enjoyed. What is that? It's a James Bond one. It, it was one of the Pierce Brosnan played Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh, who played Bond? Uh, <laughs> the guy who plays Jaws. What's his name? Richard. Uh, uh, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Richard Bruce. No, see what I did there. I did Bruce the the lawyer. You know, Bruce the shark from Jaws. Oh, nice. Spielberg's Jaws. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Can we do some? I don't know. I almost made my profile picture of Quint getting eaten by Jaws. And I thought, boy, that's just going to get a lot of negative reaction. Probably. <laughs> Unless that's how it's, you feel. It's, it's horrific. Yeah, you should just do it and because let everybody know what's up. No, what I wanted to do, and I couldn't find an image of this anywhere, I wanted the moment in Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indiana grabs that vine when he when it's, throw me the idol, throw me the whip, and then uh, adios, senor, and then he jumps Grabs the vine. He thinks he's all good. He's got the smile on his face. But then the vine pulls out more when he's falling into that pit. Yeah, the roots. And that and that look roots. of panic. Yeah. That's what I wanted as my profile pic. That image is not available online. Not yet. Not, well, yeah. Not, right. Ask our listeners. They'll find the mo- exact moment. Oh, they're good at they're that. They're more tech savvy than we are. Th- that is true. I mean, the, you've heard this episode. It's got some abrupt edits in it. <laughs> Steve? What? what? Edit that part out. What, this part? <laughs> yes. I. There's no way I'm going to edit uh, some of my favorite games, WWF No Mercy. On the Nintendo 64? Yeah, that's a glorious game. Um, uh, the Star Fox games. Those, those are, are cool. great. Saints Row f- 3 and 4 are so much fun. Just ridiculous arcade I'm gonna, chaos I'm going to probably start Saints Row 3 pretty soon because Dark Souls is really turning my soul dark. That one's got Hulk Hogan and Rob Van Dam. I like that. Oh, so good. I'm trying to think what other, like some classics. I'm getting way into Galaga again. 
Yeah, you did a killer uh, run on that when we went to the bar the other night. Yeah, I've been having great games of that lately. Um, uh, God of War? Was was that just a fun time, or would you say... God of War 3 blew my mind. That was pretty impressive. Us playing from God of War 1 all the way up to 3. One's just rough to play again now, because it's pretty... Da- it's just not yeah. polished. And then two's a, like right in the middle... But three, holy shit! Yeah, it was. I didn't. I've never played a second of God of War, and I've watched the all the entire series, and I had a blast watching you play that game. Uh, those are those are fun. Those are the ones that come off the top of my head. But there's just so many games. Every every platform has a favorite game. I think what I what I really like are games that feel bigger than what I'm playing. Like whether it's like anything could happen, or there's a secret just waiting for you to discover it. Mm-hmm. I really like games like that. Which have sort of a unique gameplay where it's like, this is unique to the fact that I personally am playing that. And that I get to put my fingerprint on this while I'm playing. And in a way, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater did that a little bit. Like, even though it's kind of linear and you get to go around, I still mm-hmm. felt like I get to play it the way I want to play it. Or I get to... That, there's that element I like where you can either do straight out action or you can do some sort of uh, stealthy stuff. Like, it's never really a clear choice. But I feel like when it you feel like you have an option, I feel like that's kind of cool. And then uh, there's the games that have always fascinated me, like Clock Tower, which looks like it's excruciating to play, but it looks like it would be rewarding. The first Resident Evil was like that. I didn't like playing it, but oh, watching God. it, it's it's you're watching a horror movie. That game was so stressful, it turned your hair gray when I played it. That's right. That's right. I remember my friend playing Resident Evil 2 in junior high and i was like this is awesome mm-hmm. i do not want to play i want to watch yeah. someone play it because it would be frustrating to watch myself do so poorly at the controls i have a buddy that when whenever we get to play evil within it's yeah i don't want to play more you play like oh god no don't make yeah. me play no i want to watch you fucking panic for a while um uh we got another one here from benjamin Arier says how did you and steve meet and what is the story behind Curtain Jerks? I know I know when we met. Uh, tell me, because I always forget. Uh, I can't remember exactly what was said, but I remember it was a... Uh, there's a great... Uh, one of the most masterful improv teachers, uh, Dave Rosowski, and we were taking his uh, drop-in class. At Second City in Hollywood? Yeah. yeah. So it's... You know, we, we were taking improv classes at the time, and then this was like an extra class to take from a guy that would really sharpen and hone your skills um, on top of what you just take. But in it class. was it was a drop in. You got to sort of you do classes, but if you wanted to get up on stage and have somebody sort of tell you what your weaknesses were and also what to focus on, this was this is the class for it. If you wanted real criticism, you wanted real coaching. Uh, this is what you took because if it was it was just like oh I don't like it being told that it's well then don't do this you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- I mean, this is the power plant, guys. <laughs> yeah, this was actually, honestly, this is the power plant. This is the WWE training center for me and Scott. It was this in was, the world of improv? Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't improv. They were acting classes, and but that just happened to be with no script. And it was like, all right, work with your emotions. Work with what's going on. And Dave Rosowski, I would say the equivalent of Finley, probably like the guy that everybody respects. He's worked with everybody. And he knows it all. And he hates America. <laughs> God, ugh, terrible. Uh, and he loves to fight. Rosowski, <laughs> Rosowski has his own podcast, uh, 
the ADD podcast, and it's available on iTunes, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and he's talking with uh, better improvisers than we are. He they rebroadcast his Steve Carell interview because Carell's nominated. Did he finally awesome. get to talk with him? They, they talked to him before, like almost a year ago, but they rebroadcasted it oh, because shit. of the Oscars. Uh, great stuff. So, uh, Keckner's on there. A bunch of improvisers we know. Where mm-hmm. Zeka's on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a it's a great show. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and he officiated Steve's wedding. Yeah, recently. Uh, and he performed at uh at the show like Steve's improv show and all that, which was uh an amazing time. I was petrified as all hell. But so we're at the drop in, and there was a break, and I was talking with somebody. That you know, in a class setting, you you talk with people, you chat, and you. But you're just this, was this in the theater? Like, so everybody's this facing the on the right hand side. Yeah, so like you can't. It wasn't a round table. It was like everyone's facing a stage. It's like an acting class. Yeah, and the stage has is on a riser, mm-hmm. so it, like it's two feet up, but everybody's sort of facing. So if you're talking to anybody, it's like a college classroom where you can sort of t- talk to your left and talk to your right. Uh, so I'm talking to somebody. I'm more than positive they're on my right, and we're talking about a movie, and. As I say, like, oh, did you see this? And you think that, like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like it. But you get that feeling of, oh, I don't really want to talk to this person. Steve is sitting directly in front of me and turns around and goes, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really familiar. And just, like, whatever movie it was, like, we just immediately jumped on, like, yeah, that movie was fucking awesome. And we talked all the way up until, like, the class started again. God, that's I forgot about that. I, I couldn't tell you what it was, but I, like, that sounds about right. I remember feeling nervous because i was in drop-in class i didn't know anybody it was acting class so i was already nervous to get up on stage like now it's like it's exciting to get up on stage but back mm-hmm. then it was like all right two people up and it's like oh maybe i'll go later uh and i gotta think of what i'm gonna do first yeah i gotta think of all my improvised bits so not only are you trying to impress people but even like may feel good enough about yourself to do anything like talking to people in class felt excruciating but the, here's this guy this tall guy who every time he does a scene is really funny or really clever, and he's talking about a movie I like. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually excited about that. So I remember talking to you about that. Yeah, that's how I met you. That's how I met Lehman. I remember meeting both of you guys in that way. And then I think I remember one of the reasons we really, like we were still sort of talking and stuff, and we, I don't know if we've been performing yet, but I came to your house for some reason. I was either picking you up or dropping something off. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've told this story on the podcast before, but... Scott has every t- wherever he lives, he has the coolest apartment. It's like big screen TV, tons of video games, tasty snacks, and then a wall of VHS tapes. He had a wall of wrestling VHS tapes, and I was like, "You like wrestling?" <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't I hadn't talked to anybody. I hadn't seen wrestling in like a a couple of years since I'd been in LA because there was no opportunity to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then you were someone who liked wrestling. I was like, this is fucking red. And I remember the first time I talked to Warzeka because I had seen him on Reno 911 and he was doing the wrestling character and he was my teacher. And I, it was after class and I just waited for everybody to leave. And I go up to him and I go, uh, yeah, um, Mark, uh, do you like wrestling? And he did the look around as though people were around, and he goes, uh, why do you ask? Like, super, super secretive, like, are you going to fucking judge me right now? Like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. Are you going to throw me into a locker and shame me? Um, but the story behind Curtain Jerks was uh, Mark did a podcast at Second City called This Week at Warzeka. It was, they would talk about politics and current events. Mm-hmm. 
and and Steve would write for that and perform in it. Yeah, uh, we did. It was like we did radio plays and stuff like that. And what we would do radio ske- uh, sketches. So it was like a little bit of real time with Bill Maher, discussion, that idea. And then, yeah, you'd see sketches on top of that. And Mark would run the whole thing and uh, have the writers and stuff be that panel and performing and doing all the stuff. And sometimes improvising from what I recall. Um, and when it wasn't the podcast they did live shows where they, they would improvise for the next 20 minutes or so. And I was living locally and I would go and support cause I love Mark, love Steve. There's some other people there as well, but politically it's just not my thing. I'm not into it. I try, I go in little spurts where I'm like, I care. I'm, I'm I have a voice and I'm going to do this. And I just fucking check out. I zone out. And I was sitting at one of those and I totally zoned out and I thought about it and I go, so, Mark does this. Mark is passionate. He loves this stuff. He's great at talking about it. If I'm interested in anybody talking about it, Mark's really great at it. It's it's he he brings a lot of uh, everything to both sides of it. And listening to it, I go, well, is there something I could do about this? Is there something interesting? And I go, well, I like wrestling. Maybe there's something wrestling oriented. And then that night, I got super excited and told Steve because we went to a party. We went to someone's birthday party in Hollywood. And so Scott told me this, and I was like, yeah, that'd be super cool. And then I told a bunch of people, and then it it became— spiraled out of control. Well, it didn't spiral. I think what happened was I told Brett, and then Brett told Mark, and he was like, oh, man, I got this great idea. And it was like, I think I said, like, Scott came up with this really great idea. It's like, what if we did this with wrestling? Brett was the one who presented the Second City in our very first stretch of shows were Mm -hmm. Brett, Mark, and Scott and Steve. And it was kind of like these two— Second City alumni were presenting the show, and Scott and Steve, who were like, "Yeah, we really want to do this thing." It's like uh, the equivalent would be if if um, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens said, "Hey, we got this idea," and then Triple H and Shawn Michaels went, "Oh, great! This is the idea we have." And it's like, "You guys can come along." Well, wait, wait a second, main roster. Like, but this was this was what we came up with. Like, we just we just brainstormed this, and we wanted to run with this. It was like, yeah, 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 but we got, we can set this up. Like, oh, and creatively, I felt stifled right away. Yeah, I, I, we talked about that, I think, last week a little bit. Like, our first shows, I was super nervous. That was, we were a world wrestling podcast mm-hmm. at that point, and we had six shows that we did live at Second City on stage with folding chairs and mics and, like, crickets and chairs. And, like, people paid to come and see us, and it's not a pay-and-come-watch kind of show. And it's not like what we kind of hoped someday this would be is, you know, we could do this show live in front of an audience that would know the show and enjoy it. That'd be super fun. This was unwarranted. But, yeah, that's a, yeah that's, it was completely unwarranted. Like, what you described as a special event that is earned and what we were doing was starting out of the gate and not... We didn't yeah. know what our format was. And I think what you originally envisioned is what the show is now, which is this sort conversational of. sort of aspect. Yeah, like my I was always heavily influenced by Kevin Smith, and I, Smodcast was a big element of what I wanted to bring to it. Um, and that was shot down I think fast. Well, well, and it was a, it was a hard – I think it was a very scary idea for four people to just have conversations. What's the content? What's the content? And we were dealing – Uh, dealing with like we had to put up with but we were working with two people that came from a very scripted background you Mm -hmm. improvised to make scripted material to put together a show that would go up in chicago for what eight weeks to a year like in front of sold out jam-packed crowds yeah you would be performing shows at the world famous second city chicago theater Mm -hmm. and so when you come from that background i think the standards are different from what we were expecting which was to talk about 
you know, wrestling penises and flying shit sandwiches. I want, yeah, ultimately what I wanted to do when I was sitting there thinking about this show and then talking with Steve about it was like, I want to talk about wrestling, but I want to talk about what's interesting and fun to me. The idea of, yeah, bathroom urinal etiquette that we've talked about on the show, uh, well, that having... took that did take two hundred episodes to us finally to come to terms with what that. Yes, but though, well, because like I said, creatively, I felt shot down for such a long time to be able to talk about what I thought was interesting or funny, um, and talking about just any of that stuff, like their lives or what's silly about it and what's fun, not scrutinizing everything. And sure, it's gonna do that from time to time, but. That's what I wanted to do. That's just exploring it because that seemed to have longevity and then doing fun characters on top of that. Like everything that seemed fun to me, that that's what I wanted to explore and do. And it's taken a while to find that. And I think we've... I think as we were working towards that, Mark sort of moved on to other things and so did Brett. I think we sort of knew as we were sort of barreling towards what the show is now, we were like, this is what we're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm the... Like every time I do the show, I'm ecstatic. Like every... I think right before the show, I'm like... Oh no! Oh, God! And then once the show starts, I'm like, "Yeah, I forgot." And it happens every time. It's the same as stepping on stage. It's that electric sort of feeling, and like turning around because somebody's talking about that movie you really like. So I yeah. love you. <laughs> so that's how it came about. That was just something because I was aware of podcasts and wrestling podcasts at the time, and I wanted, I wanted to be involved in something different. I wanted this outlet for something that I wasn't going to give up on as a hobby, and I wanted to involve my friends in it. I wanted to have it be this house and and a place where other comedians and uh, i was always hoping wrestlers would want to join in on the fun of what we do not be a radio morning show mm. not be a recap show not be all those other things that were out there because like well that's not fun for me and that other people are already doing that and doing it well i think if anything i describe us as a wrestling think tank show <laughs> where we're sort of uh like if we were a bunch of guys in nasa in the 60s it'd be me and you in like white button-up t-shirts short sleeve shirts with like the black ties and both of us with horn rim glasses and buzz cuts <laughs> writing things on the chalkboard and sort of talking with our hands in the air we're the two guys on the bus tour uh we're the jobbers that uh we don't get beat up because everybody thinks that we're funny and they have a good time with us we hope we hope that's what it is yeah um i should also point out before the show started we also performed together for what a year two years we had a weekly show like we were yeah. improvising together doing a comedy show with two other guys, Phil Ranta and Lehman Parker. Mm -hmm. Who um, you've heard on this podcast. Both famous in their own right. Phil in the corporate world and Lehman on, like, he's on a new show every time I look online. Yeah, he's doing, his magic uh, show is fucking doing gangbusters right now. So, I, like, I think... <laughs> Suckers, we're on a podcast! Yeah! Edit this out. edit this out. You edit this out. You edit this out. Steve, uh, a little while back, as you know, I went to Philadelphia. This is true for Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble, ROH, uh, Jim Ross's show, and God, Philly's got some weird characters there. Uh, birthplace of democracy, so, independence, yeah. sandwiches, bells, and brother love, brother brother love. Uh, and you know I I've been trying to avoid uh the requests because sometimes you you go out and you meet people and they want to be on the show and it's like I I get you want to be on the show you enjoy the show but we're doing what we do and 
that doesn't mean that everybody that listens or is a wrestling fan gets to be just, on the show. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like you gotta flip it in reverse and like why would everybody come onto your show if they listen and support? It's like, you know, we always wanna have a purpose and always make it as entertaining and good as possible. But I'm you know, maybe maybe it's just a one and done. Maybe this this will just end all of this. Uh there was somebody I don't want to put labels on her of what what she is and what she does, but let's just say she's a very enthusiastic wrestling fan. Uh, this this uh, woman named by by the name of Courtney. You mean like a smart Mark? A smart? I think you're thinking of wrestling compadre Slamcaster. Uh, oh, okay. We'll I, get to that in a little bit. Okay. That occurred. Um, now uh, this Courtney, she's a. Uh, She's a fan of all the guys. Oh, like a TNA fan in the uh, Impact Zone. Uh, sure, but uh, just a, a fan of like uh, you know wanting to hang out with them afterwards too. Uh, you know, you mean I, like someone who goes to TGI Fridays after shows? Kind of like that, yeah, kind of like that. But we I, I, go know, to TGI Fridays after shows. <laughs> true, but um. Look, I, I I've talked with her a lot, and I just kind of want to buy. She, oh, make, I, I, she makes me a little uncomfortable. Steve, Steve, I'm I'm recently, you know, I'm recently broken up. Hey, look, you're and a, it you're wasn't a my choosing. Wasn't you're my choosing. a wounded bird, buddy. I'm I got your back, bird. man. I'm your wingman. Look, yeah, I don't want to be around. Uh, I don't want to make stupid decisions. I I, I, I asked I a girl know. out uh, who works as a waitress at a ramen restaurant recently, just on a whim, because it's like ah, fuck it. And that would. Uh, what she, do you mean, oh fuck it? You pick two things you love: women and ramen. <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't make them. She just serves it. I know, but she's around it. She appreciates it. Maybe she understands the value of ramen. But I don't want to make stupid. And it, rash so it decisions. sounds like this woman I see on the manifest, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. it says Courtney uh, acronym T and then R. I don't know what that means. But it says uh, she appreciates wrestling. So what's wrong about that? Let's bring her in. I'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Talk I'll, to her. I'll we'll go. talk to her. We'll talk to her. Hi, guys. This is awesome. This is cool. Hi, uh, Courtney. Hey. Hi, Steve Sears. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us on Kurt Jerks. Hey, it's great to be here. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Like, Thank you. We love the show. We're putting, we're putting it together. Do you ever had Dolph Ziggler on here? Uh, no. I did meet Dolph Ziggler once. Oh, my God. He's super hot. Uh, he's very... God, I was about to say masculine, but I guess that's the case. He's it's totally masculine. Yeah. Like, we've made out before. You've made out with No, Dolph? but it's... We could. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I believe you. We did. You did? Yeah, one time. Okay. But he doesn't admit to it. All right. Because it happened in my mind. Oh, well, okay. some point, we're going to totally make out... Now, so I understand, Courtney. Are you big on the Philadelphia wrestling scene? Are you? I'm a little unclear what your role is. I travel like everywhere. Like, oh, so I go to like any show that I can, like meet wrestlers and stuff, and like you know meet up with them afterwards, like after the show, after they had like an awesome show. You mean like at TGI Fridays? Yeah, I go to, like TGI Fridays or like Sheridan or like wherever. It doesn't matter. I have an outfit for it. You have an office for it. I have an outfit for it. Oh, okay. Like I can, I'm classy, or I can be trashy. Oh wow, okay. It'd be whatever. Oh, well, so met Luke Harper once. Uh, that's the guy with the beard, yeah. the black beard. In uh, he's he used to be part of the Wyatt family. He used to be part of the Wyatt family. I always mistake him for Rowan, and I so you say Luke Harper. I mean, like, oh, I met Eric Rowan one time too. Both of us, like we all three way met out. You three way made out? Yeah. No. They're like super gross, but I was like, oh, whatever, I'll do this one time. Wow. Uh, so we like made out one time. It was awesome. That's really cool. Now, so, uh, Courtney, what do you do? Do you just go on tour with these? Uh, do you follow wrestling events? Are you like the red hat guy from uh, from WWE? The red? Oh, no, that guy's weird. Like, no, I met him one time. I'm like, well, show me a sign. He showed it to me. I'm like, it's cool. I'll give you a handy. 
uh, like you gave him a hand with his sign? No, I gave him like a hand job. Oh wow! No, that didn't do that. That's super gross. But like, <laughs> he said he knew Dolph Ziggler, so I'm like, all right, I'll give you a kiss in my mouth. Did you give him a kiss in your mouth? Yeah, I did. You know what? I a little feel, bit of tongue. I really. Uh, it seems like you just made out with a lot of people re- wrestling. Li- li- Sometimes related. you just meet people and you're like, oh my god, this is like attraction right now, and then it goes away. You're like, ew, gross. Get away from me. I can't help but notice you're not leaning in when you say that. I no, I'm not. Okay. Because like, oh, you're kind of cute. No. You want to kiss? You. I don't. Maybe later. Oh, you're wow. lucky. You are just play your cards right. You live to talk about it. <laughs> just lean back every time you say that. Like it's just never gonna happen for me. Oh my god, I met Triple H one time. Oh yeah. Back when he had hair. Oh, he had those long locks. Yeah, it stroked his hair one time. How was it? He's he's so excited. He spit water out of his mouth. Oh, was this uh, in the ring? Was this? Uh, why would you? Be I'm in just the ring? kidding. Like that didn't happen. Oh. I stroked his hair, and he's like, "Security." Oh, did he call security? He on you? called security. He's 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 an asshole. Did you make out with security? Yeah, so they would throw me out of the Sheridan. These guys are cool. I bet they are pretty cool. Do you have any? Uh... I have one of their badges here. Oh wow, <laughs> what is that? Blood? Yeah, he was bleeding a lot. Yikes. Uh, can I give this back? His, his shoes were too small, so his, his shoes uh, filled up with blood. God, that's the worst. It's terrible. I've had that happen to me where I woke up drunk. I'm like, oh, my God. Am I in Mason Ryan's hotel room? And then I grabbed the wrong pair of shoes because there was another girl there, and I walked out, and then my shoes filled with blood. Was it, in fact, Mason Ryan's hotel room, or was it just a hotel room with another woman in it? No, it turns out it was Batista's hotel room. He's oh. super hot. Oh, my God. Have He's you a, seen him? Batista's a big deal now. Yeah. He wasn't staying there that night, but I was told by the the clerk that he stayed in that room before. Oh, so it wasn't even Batista's room. Oh, one time it was. Totally. But not the time you... At the Holiday Inn, room 305. Okay. It was totally Batista's room one time. So All I right. stayed in that room. It was awesome. I got drunk with this other girl. I woke up. We got the wrong shiz. So you, if I could just point out, you did not wake up in Mason Ryan's room. You got drunk in a hotel room, and then you put on the wrong pair of shoes in the morning? Yeah. God, that is, it was amazing. That is scandalous. It was like Courtney, a WrestleMania moment. Speaking of WrestleMania, now that we're on the road to WrestleMania, yeah. some people are taking the fast lane there. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about this fast lane pay-per-view? Oh, my God. Roman Reigns, that best, super hot. Yeah, I guess. Daniel yeah. Bryan's gross. Ew, he's all hairy and like a troll and stuff. Ew, uh, but I would would ew, you make out gross. with him? Yeah, I totally make would out you, with him. You Just make... one time, though, and then it'd be like, ew, gross, get away from me. Okay. You tramp. Wow. Uh... And then how do you uh, Goldust and Stardust? That's kind of a big match. It's a little understated, but Ew, people it's are... weird. Like they wear makeup and stuff, but and like skin tight suits, like super weird. And it sounds that super sound weird. weird. But I totally let them handcuff me and like leave me stranded, but just anywhere. Yeah, I just feel danger. What just if like... it was like at a water pipe in the middle of a cornfield? Oh my god, I hope there's steam shooting out of that water pipe. And no, just be like oh this is oh just stop please do this more come on keep going and then like uh never again because they're like gross and brothers like i'm not into brothers but this one time i totally make an exception for brothers wow wow okay i can i can i met like everybody like i know everybody they all know me it sounds like you met a lot of super popular yeah courtney it sounds like you're very popular they all follow me on twitter really yeah what's your twitter uh courtney's super hot effing style that sounds pretty exciting it's great uh, I can't help but notice your tattoo. It says the ring rat. Yeah. What is that? That's me. I'm the ring rat. You're the ring rat. I'm the ring rat. Now, is that like Courtney, a gym rat? rat? No, like, ew, I don't have to go to a gym. What's, a, just, gi- what's a gym rat? I just, I drink my meals. Ah, ah. 
Wow. I barely eat. Like, I have such a high metabolism. Courtney, Courtney. My metabolism Courtney, is so Courtney, high. Courtney, what's a gym rat? I don't know. I've, I don't go to the gyms. The gyms are stupid. All right, okay. I've been thrown out of 24-hour fitness once. Why'd you get thrown out of 24 But I saw Road Dog in there, and I'm like, do you know Mr. Ass? He's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, you got a nice ass. And I grabbed it, and he's... And then he, That's really forward. Yeah, because, uh, hey, I don't want to wait. I don't want to miss an opportunity. Yeah, but, I mean, just keep in mind, Courtney, that even though wrestlers are sort of very masculine and it is kind of a hyper-sexualized sport, there's still got to be boundaries, right? I lived with X-Pac for a year. Whoa! That's when he was called Six. Wow, that's a, that was a while ago, right? Yeah, it was a while ago. It was like WCW and stuff. How was that? I don't remember. Okay. Um... So who do you who do, who do you know? What? Who do you know? Uh, could you stop going through the Rolodex? Who do you know? Stop going through the. Oh, John just, Morrison. Let me just get, get that manifest back from you. Uh, I memorized the number. Uh, well, I uh, call him. The hell he knows you, me. It's cool. The hell you were. You will. I was about to do that bit from uh, Last Crusade, but I couldn't remember any. I don't watch movies. Really? No. Not even wrestlers like in wrestling. movies? Oh, yeah. I totally watch those all the time. Yeah? are you? Whenever I'm not at a show, I watch a movie with a wrestler in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite wrestler movie? Oh, my God. Name one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's my favorite one. Oh, okay. That right. one's the best. That one's so good. It is really good. Oh, my God. This one time, I totally woke up in Batista's room. Uh, room 305 at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> he wasn't there, but I was like, what's this Mr. Ryan's room? And then I remember, like, oh, my God, no. And then there's this other girl there, and then I, I filled her shoes with my blood. Jeez. Uh, Courtney, you know what? I don't doubt it. I'm really glad you could join us today. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Yeah, but I'd love to have you back. Oh, my God, do you want to go in my car? No. Are you sure? I, I We'd love to have you back. Actually, we'd probably like to talk to you a little bit maybe after some WrestleMania fallout. Would you be interested in talking to us about that? Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be great because I'm going. Oh, we're going too. Well, maybe we'll see you in the Bay Area. All right. Yeah, sure. Like, we can totally get rid of that ring and we'll tell them to make out for a little bit. And I'd uh, be like, oh, put that ring back on. You, you tramp. You know what? If you want to make out with somebody, Scott Niver might be the man for it. Oh, gross. He's totally weird. You know, he's he, like totally lanky. I, I mean, I might, you know, give him a rim job or something and then like, ew, get away. You're so gross. A funny story for another day. He did do a week's worth of wrestling boot camp. So make, practically makes him a wrestler. Uh, I don't know. I don't if, unless he's like won a title or something. I don't think he qualifies. Well, he does have the title of head jerk in charge. Uh, all right. Hey, have you ever met Ron Simmons? Uh, the guy from APA? Yeah. Is it true about him? Damn. Oh, wow. When you see it, you go, damn. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's big. I was going to say, I was going to ask if he was always pounding ass. I wasn't asking about that. Oh, I asked him one time, do you want to, like, always pound ass? And he's like, get away from me and scared it. And then, you know, it didn't work out well. But John Bradshaw Layfield's a total gentleman. You know what? I? That's what I've heard. Yeah, he's good. He's good as ladies. Well, you know what, Courtney? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really glad that you could uh, be on the show today. We're probably going to talk to you a little bit about WrestleMania Fallout in the next couple weeks or so. Please help yourself to a breakfast burrito on the guest breakfast lunch. Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. I don't eat anything, but yeah, that's super cool. You're welcome. I'm just going to take all this vodka. No, hey, don't. That's that's studio vodka. That's studio vodka. I knew that. That's studio vodka. Ah! Scott, should you go help her? It said like she fell <laughs> trying to step over that carpet. I can't get in on this. She's she's bad Dude, news. Dude, I think you could get in on this. I, I, you know, I don't know. She seems to she seems to be really picky. I she seems like she is willing to kiss 
and then kiss and then talk about mm. it. Mm. Yes, yes. You know what? That wraps us up for this week of Curtain Jerks. Uh, th- thanks to all of our guests that popped up today. Yeah, a lot of them the unexpectedly so. Yeah. so uh, very unexpectedly Yeah, so. certainly unexpected. <laughs> a lot of unexpected things on the podcast today. Uh, we hope to get... There no over- return guests. No return guests at all. No, None of the guests on the show today are going to be back. Nope. We hope to get Dale Rutledge in the studio soon, figure out some scheduling. Uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, I was speaking on... of which, speaking of a sandwich. Oh, my God, a sandwich. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Shut up. Shut, shut your goddamn mouth. Shut up. Uh, I was on Wrestling Compadre Slamcast this week. Um, I got to sit in with those guys. Uh, something a little unusual this week. There was a debut of a new segment since Chuck Rice gave up the dirt. Uh... Someone else got to take over uh, by uh, someone named Reggie the Smark. I don't know if I was a major influence on that. Oh, Bringing back the real wrestling smart dirt. Mark, a Smark. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Yeah, so check that out. And if you want Reggie the Smark to live on on their podcast, uh, you know, send him word. Now, we have a bumper from Reggie uh, the Smark, don't we? Don't we have a quick bumper from him just sort of plugging uh, wrestling compadres? Sure. Let me play that right now. Uh, uh, um, look, I, I would like to be a uh, continuing part of Wrestling Compadres the Slam Cast, uh, but it, it takes it all from you listeners for you to say to them uh, whether or not you want to see me on there. Uh, so I will uh, await uh, your tweets and Facebook comments. Wow, Scott, you know what, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast? Good, good get. That is a good, solid piece of business right there. That guy Lucky sounds them. like a Cronenberg movie. Lucky them. Um, so that is in there. It's in the uh, the old uh, pipes. Also, 16-Bits Podcast, which I do with Josh Callahan, the creator of Gamergate. Uh, that is available on SoundCloud.com slash 16-Bits Podcast. And, of course, on iTunes. Check that out as well. Josh didn't do Gamergate, everybody. No, no, he no, didn't start we didn't do that. We're just kidding. But we have fun on that show. It's a good time. If you love video games, check that out. We hope to have a guest or two uh, in the next week. Oh, I'm, so I'm coming up. Please, if you want me to be on the show, all you have to do is ask. I've filled in a couple times here and there. Sounds whatever. good to me. Yeah. I'd love to have you on there. Sure, but sure. I don't think you're a uh, priority at this point. Oh, okay. But those Steve Sears episodes that are there, you got to check those out. They're super hilarious. They're very fun. They're there. Uh, Steve, anything? Oh, don't you have upcoming Del Taco commercial celebrity Alex Backus? Isn't he going to be on your show? I, I think he will be coming up soon. Did I say up? No, as an upcoming guest, he's already been in commercials. Yes. Commercial actor Alex Backus. Yes. Uh, and uh, fellow Was that a secret? Was that not a plug that? I don't think he'll listen to this ever, so it's fine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a Google alert set up for his name. I know I have a Google alert set up for my name as well as Jizz Monster. <laughs> But that's just because I want to see. Because you some... want them to be in connection with one no, another. No, I just want to see someone do an accurate illustration that I don't have to commission. That's all I want. Well, yeah, you got. It's it looks like the Sagis from Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Ship Demon that paid off in Dogma, and now we're waiting for the proper Jizz Monster. You hear that, Kevin Smith? <laughs> uh so that wraps us up for Curtain Jerks. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. 
For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com. Oh, fancy sandwich. <laughs>